Are we, uh, how are you feeling? I accidentally typed in James Blunted. <laughs> Time to get blunted. Blunt force trauma. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Go the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. Uh, I don't know if that was an invitation to start recording, but I just started going. <laughs> it was okay. Perfect. That's good. I'm Mark. I'm here with Seth. Seth, how are you? I think the come down is complete. Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, especially after the video we just watched. But really, I mean, we went through. We went through uh, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole band. You know, the, the the weekend at Nice Guys. We had the time with John and Joe, and we had Tim and Joey on for uh, for the one for the episodes. And and then I got to go to the Folk Festival. By the way, that was a lot of fun. It seemed um, amazing. Had a, had a really great time. Saw Derek Trucks. Yeah, I just... saw I uh, saw a video posted with Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi or Tedeschi. Tedeschi, yeah. And uh, I went. No fucking shit. They just showed up. That's insane. They yeah. I mean now if for those not in the know, you could pay, you could pay two hundred dollars for a ticket to go see them. They're they're very very well known, and they just showed up at a uh, steel guitar summit at the folk festival with maybe a hundred people that they just said we have a, a special guest here. It's Derek Trucks and just everybody's because we all knew who he was. Just his. There was an audible gasp, and then he walked up and started playing. And oh my God, I'm not like a huge fan, but Jesus, if there is a living reincarnation of uh, Dwayne Allman, I think Derek Trucks is it, man. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, the come down is complete. We're back to work. We're back to reality. Um, back to life. Back to reality. Yeah. So you're but, back at work. I'm I'm back at starting some new stuff. It, it yeah. all amounts to work, but but you know life goes on, and it's and we're still here. And we're we still got here. an empty nester. It's you and me, buddy. Yeah, staring longingly into each other's eyes. Hold on, talking about a creepy fucking song. Hold on, this is me. Just holding eye contact. I also want to go ahead and let the world know that Seth is now a hat man. <laughs> So Seth bought a hat. If you saw the picture for last week's episode, yeah. Uh, Seth a hat. Uh, it may, may not last week. Seth the week a hat. Before. What was that? Seth a hat. <laughs> Seth a hat. <laughs> and I pull up today, and I too. see a truck, and I see a strange man with a Panama hat. And I said, "Who is this man with a Panama hat standing in front of this truck?" And as I pulled closer, I realized it was Seth, who I guess after buying his Stetson. Mm-hmm. has now decided, fuck it, a hat for every day. Yeah. Looked very good on you. Thank you. I don't want to make this come off that I'm making fun of you, but... Um, it's okay if you do. Well, no, it's not. It would be shitty of me, and no, I'm not going no, to do it's, that. It's, that's, that's, um, and I have nothing video. to make fun of, because it looks good on you. Thank you. But um, I, I did I did mention, you know, when when someone makes a decision, <laughs> when so, when <laughs> someone just makes a judgment call that I am now the, the man that wears that hat... Mm-hmm. You know, I've recently become the man who wears leisure pants, yes. le- leisure, leisure wear pants. I don't think it's striking. It's no. more, it's more, uh, it's, it, there's a flow to your a hat to is definitely fashion. a bigger statement. I think so. I've not, I, I have a couple hats here. 
I have some hats I've worn every once in a while. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you take a picture of me in this one. You can use it on the next week's oh, episode. Perfect. You can put that hat on James Blunt perfect. if you want. Um, I, I got a Stetson because it showed up, and I've always wanted that specific one, that specific style of hat. I got it. This was a little bit different. We just went into La France up in Ybor City, and I put one on. My daughter walked up and said, it looks good on you. That's French for the France. Yes, the exactly. And, uh, and, and that, that, that gave me the wherewithal to say, if my daughter goes, that looks good on you. Well, her, her, her word has far greater bearing than other people's. And then when I walked up to the counter and wore it, the lady behind the counter even said to buy it. She said, oh, that hat looks great. And, uh, and I like it. To buy it funke. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do what after happens? you have the month that we had? You've got, <laughs> you've got police brawl followed up by the month of May, which is just teeming with wonderful episodes with some of our best friends. Uh, and then you're kicking the door in for June. Uh, what do you do? I don't know. What do you do? Well, you pick James Blunt's You're Beautiful to talk about. Um, because this song is just too fucking much. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about this song just for like two seconds with John and Joe we talked about trying to get Jesse on. We were not successful in doing that. Yeah, we needed her for, for that episode for Simply Irresistible. No, for this one. We oh, talked about having one? on. I think we needed her for that one. Well, we could use as much help as we can get just yeah. overall. John and Joe mentioned briefly, I think it was John that mentioned, that she thought the song was a love song and took umbrage because it ends up just being a guy about a guy who meets a woman on the subway, which... You know, is funny and seemingly true, but the the true nature of the song, uh, from what I've read, is much worse. Much worse. It's worse. So Jesse, if you're listening, just strap your fucking self in. This because... blunt's for you. <laughs> puff puff give. Oh God. Puff puff let's give. Let's not. Let's just. So James Blunt, if you don't know him, I'm not shocked. He is mostly a British singer, mostly and songwriter. Um, Two thirds of him is British songwriter. Yeah, the other third is weirdo in a subway. Did serve in the British Army. Yeah, and served under NATO as an officer in the Kosovo War. Yeah, as an officer. Yeah. Yeah. This album, "Back to Bedlam," was the best-selling British album of the two thousands, with "Back to Black." following um in third place and i can't remember what album was second but uh this was a very 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 high selling album are you saying UK. back to black by the wonderful awesome never gonna die amy winehouse yes yes fuck that me. one the greatest ever well according to the sales she was the third 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 is greatest <laughs> Thirdest greatest. Now, Mark, ever. are you looking at the Wikipedia page real quick? Are you? Looking I have at... been known to look at a Wikipedia page. Are you seeing this first picture that pops up of James Blunt? Oh yeah. Does it not look like Jack McBrayer with a guitar? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe a, a tad handsomer. Yeah. There's not a whole lot that I want to talk about with his history. No. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I will say that he has uh, received several awards. He sold over 20 million records worldwide. Wow. He hit number one in both the u.s and the uk for this very song 
And in his words, the song was crammed down people's throats. One of the most interesting things while researching this song, and we've had this happen a couple times with other songs, is so many people thinking they have the, the straight dope on what the song is about or what the music video is about, which we watched, yeah. much to your chagrin. Yeah. And everyone thinks they they have it together. One person will be saying, this song is about his ex-girlfriend. And then another person will be like, definitely not about his ex-girlfriend. And then someone else will say, it hasn't been confirmed or denied that it's about his ex-girlfriend or what have you. But then you'll see another interview with him where he's like, oh yeah, that's about my ex-girlfriend or what have you. <laughs> It's it's almost too much to bear. Yeah. There's there's so many things in song facts about what the song is about that it is too much for my brain. Um, should we just get into the lyrics? No, you, I mean, no, no, man. We have to talk about uh, about who it could possibly be about about uh, Dixie Chasse. Uh, according to Wikipedia, um, I'm glad that you attempted that last name. So that is, for all intents and purposes, he has said that this song is about an ex-girlfriend mm. and an ex-girlfriend that he saw. Yes. On the tube, as they call it, but has never come forward and said what ex-girlfriend it was. Um, I don't know if that's applicable when you really get into the lyrics. I think you can discount her by the end of the song. Dido's No Angel was the second album, the no, second best-selling album. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense with the uh, whole Eminem thing. I, uh, he's apparently quoted as saying it's kind of miserable about seeing an ex-girlfriend. This is quote directly from Wikipedia uh, on the underground with her new man. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe um, wrote the lyrics at home. Once said it's a song, it's always been portrayed about romantic, but it's actually a bit creepy. And to guys <laughs> like me and you, that comes through shining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away until we actually started uh, start getting into the lyrics. Agreed. Uh, but <clears throat> suffice it to say that we have a, a crazy road ahead of us. Apparently there were different versions of the song, even uh, even uh, with different lyrics. Uh, I you know I don't I didn't really know that. I've only heard the one version that you heard ad nauseum on the radio in the early two thousands. So I'm once again not wanting to go too deep into this. Um, there was a little bit of an edit for the radio, yeah. and we'll talk about that when we get there, and the connotations it has on the lyrics and uh, how much it changes things when you go from the radio edit lyrics to the actual lyrics has to be mentioned right now mark that there is a weird owl parody cover of this song you're pitiful you're and it's fucking fantastic and it's blocked by it was blocked by atlantic records <laughs> now you know the big thing that i was always told was that weird owl does not need to ask for permission because he's doing parody and there's parody law you can parody whatever the hell you want to so he could put it out there i thought it was kind of strange that they said that they blocked it now when they say they blocked it do they do they mean what are, is what they are saying that they prevented it from being able to come out or did they prevent did they just say they didn't want him to do it so he didn't do it 
because his big thing has always been he'll ask. One of the big examples, chicken pot pie. Paul McCartney. Where Paul McCartney said, I'd rather you not because I'm vegetarian. And he just said, cool. But he could have done it. Yep. But he didn't do it because he's Weird Al. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we awesome love him. Awesome fucking guy. Um, but yeah, your pitiful is very, very funny. Weird Al in a very punk rock-esque showing of middle finger just released the song for free instead of not making it. He made it, showed it to them. They said, and eh, eh. he said, okay. And basically did a DJ danger mouse that, and just set it out for free. Man is a national treasure. He really is. Okay, Mark, let's do it. We're there. So <laughs> before, I guess right before we get into it, we'll just go ahead and talk about the intro. Yeah. go. So I always thought to myself, this guy fucked up. Something similar happens in Louie Louie, where he, the guy starts singing and then stops. Like, someone goes, shh, 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 not yet. And then he just starts singing again. And when I heard this, I heard, my life is brilliant. And then nothing. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then... My life is brilliant again. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's Sting falling into the piano. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, I think people tried to play it off like it was a statement or he was doing it on purpose. And even again, even he himself at one point says it's a matter of mistiming. Uh, There was a quote that I read somewhere where he, you know, was trying to come in on at the right time and he fucked up and so they just ended up keeping it then i saw another thing saying that it was just a little like where he said it was just a little joke a little jokey joke okay i don't believe you i don't (laughs) i don't don't either maybe you kept it in as a joke i guess you could argue yeah it's it's a it's a flub and uh and he just decided he probably realized he came in early and just for a split second thought to myself, I'm going to continue the line, follow it through, and it's just going to, instead of stopping my life and then leaving that in, he just followed through with the rest of the lyrics and said, we're leaving it in there. In the beginning of the song, Blunt sings the first line twice because he mistimed it. The mistake was left in the final album recording, but omitted in radio versions. Blunt explained in a 2020 interview with The Guardian, the song has a false start. I sing my life is brilliant twice. No shit which is my little joke, but I think in my elated state from whatever concoction I might have taken at the time, life did seem really br- brilliant. The tube certainly looked very colorful. If you if you don't know, the tube is what the Brits call the subway. subway yeah. The London underground. So we get My Life is Brilliant. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel. Of that I'm sure. She smiled at me on the subway. She was with another man. But I won't lose no sleep on that. Because I've got a plan. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. 
I saw your face in a crowded place. And I don't know what to do. Because I'll never be with you. Such we just a, such crammed a, a verse and a chorus in there. Fuck it. No, no, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. Such a such a confident thing to wait way to step out at the very beginning of the song. My life is brilliant. Never before has such a confident line been put forward by such a frail, pathetic, thank you, Weird Al, pitiful voice. <laughs> I mean, really. It's just, my life is brilliant. Well, and how cocky. My life is brilliant. I mean, my yes. love is pure. Yes. Who gets? You don't get to fucking decide that. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I look. I'm glad he thinks his life. I think my life is pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think my life is my love is pretty pure. <laughs> but I wouldn't go around telling people like it's so pure you can drink it, <laughs> eat right off of it. Uh, and then yeah, so when taken into context of this being about. His girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, yeah. who is with a new guy. Uh, how does that make you feel? It doesn't. It it it. When I hear this, I hear him having a moment on the subway where he saw a different girl. I don't think it's about her. Uh, that's just you know knowing what I know. Um, but when I first heard from the very beginning, I thought it was a chance encounter. He's sitting on the tube. And he looks across and he sees a beautiful girl with a guy, doesn't know either either of them. Probably at some point, I'm I'm thinking from I don't know. He probably he's a good looking guy. He's got a level of confidence, but thinks to himself, I'm probably better for her than he is. That's something that I think that's probably jumped in every guy's head at some point when they see a girl that they find attractive. And uh and, and that's 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 what he's thinking. He's thinking, I saw an angel of that, I'm sure. Um, and she probably just looked up for a minute, smiled at him, and uh, he thought too much of himself. Like, ah, oh, she's with him, but she's smiling at me. That's that's what I'm getting out of this. Well, just yeah. the, at the beginning, it, you know, we know it could change by the end. Well, he um, in interviews he has said stuff like, "We shared a million lifetimes in that moment," and it's like, no, James, no, you didn't, and and. You may have. I, I, I'm uh, yeah, not going to speak for did. you, but like you know, dude. <laughs> I mean, okay, we get it. You blew it. <laughs> you well, lost. Well, was this 2000? She went back to reading her her issue of Sassy magazine, and uh, that was what happened. It, it was the world to him, but for her, it was just on to the next. You know, w- w- wait, I'm getting off at the next stop. Yeah, uh, you know, and she apparently was a casting assistant for the Harry Potter films. That's Chassie. Chassie. Yeah. Chass- we'll call her Chassie. Well, I-, I think this is about her. You, you, do? you don't. I don't. But think I so. think it is. Yeah. I think he saw her. They shared a glance. And in his world, it was everything. And in her world, I'm not sure. And I I don't, you know, they, people in Oprah Winfrey, I think, or other people have tried to track her down to ask her how she feels about it and he's like i can't be bothered to to care about whether or not they found her it's like well they've got her first and last name yeah and she works in <laughs> of course you can't you don't want her to hollywood be... you know yeah like... she's a casting agent yeah yeah it's not hard to fucking worked on the harry potter movies for god's sake you can't be you know just, what seven steps not even yeah 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 
So, I also think that it's funny that he says, I saw an angel of that, I'm sure, because it seems like, <laughs> if it is about his girlfriend, he almost sounds like he's he, like, oh, ooh, I just saw this woman I didn't know. The vibe I get from this is like, who is this woman? Well, you know who she is. <laughs> she's your, <laughs> she's your ex girlfriend. That's why I'm catching the vibe of I think it might have just been a passing thing on the subway. I mean, he has said it. He's come out and said it quite a few times that his girlfriend. But could it have been inspired by a moment on the subway and then, but later on down the road, he's still thinking of his girlfriend, so he's putting in the "I'm beautiful" part. I don't know. I, I think there's a disassociation here. Uh, that's just what I feel. I mean, I'm probably wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. That's just what I'm getting out of it. I think it's strange strange that he says she smiled at me on the subway and not the tube. I don't know how often they use the word. It's, I think it was just like a easier to rhyme (laughs) more. takes up more. syllables. are there subway sandwich restaurants in, in, in London, the tubes, tube sandwiches. Oh, right. Uh, and then, you know, we get to the end of this verse which is far and away the scariest. I won't lose no sleep on that because I've got a plan. I'm going to be a dentist. I mean, <laughs> it's well, I mean, to me, it's kids like kids in the hall fans out there, but it's all right. She's got I saw her. She's an angel. I'm in love with her from seeing her on the subway and she's got a boyfriend, but not for long. Mark, uh-uh. this is where the video starts to come into play. <laughs> Don't get in between James Blunt and his subway angel. Jump James Blunt and his and his dirty kids. He um, this is he's a if you've seen the video, let's face it, he's a good looking guy. You know, hair dangling over his bright blue English eyes. Do have to say a very British smile, Mark. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. very British, but slowly starts to to disrobe and, you know, leers into the camera. His eyes seem to say, I have a plan. Yeah. Well, they do. The shoes, just so you know, belong to the director. Oh, wow. James Blunt liked them so much. He was like, give me your shoes. Mm. Let me wear your shoes. Your filthy, filthy shoes. And then we get the course. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. I saw your face in a crowded place a.k.a. the subway, and I don't know what to do because I'll never be with you. I thought he had a plan. Yeah. I mean, you were so cocky before. Yeah. What happened? Now this pitiful comes out in the chorus. You see, you seem so sure now that you're not going to win. What's wrong? Got the hair in his eyes, man. He can't see straight anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Um, So, and I don't know what to do. You know, so this is, again... I guess depending on if you're saying that he saw someone that he never knew before or his ex, but I don't know what to do because I'll never be with you. Now, I mean, if this is a stranger and someone that you've never seen before and you're like that broken up, that you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, just fucking go to work or whatever. Grab a bagel, get some (laughs) cream cheese. Yeah. You know, take the fucking bus to work and. Work your fucking job and start get a off tobacco work. habit or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go listen Be to the, the one new Death British Grips guy album that dips Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. He, 
I'll, I'll never be. You're right. This does make it lean it back more into, you know, it's somebody that he knows because I'll never be with you. That that level of pitiful doesn't come from just seeing somebody on the subway. It's got there's got to be a history there for that to come out. Yeah, it's I, I mean, one way or another, it's out there. Yeah. So then we get the second verse. Yeah, she caught my eye as I walked on by. She could see from my face that I was fucking high. And I don't think that I'll see her again. But we shared a moment that will last till the end. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. I saw your face in a crowded place. And I don't know what to do. Because I'll never be you. Now he's mobile. He's, he's getting on up the run. and he's moving. He's on the move. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting up and he's moving. As he walked on by, just a few minutes ago, he talked about you know he was sitting in one side of the subway and he saw her. Let's let's go back and just review. Let that. me just say this: this second verse is the first verse. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. No, no, there's no kind of about it. It's it's it's. She caught my eye as I walked on by. That's the same exact thing as she smiled on the subway. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit more on the nose. Um, you know, she smiled at me. I saw your face and I saw, and she caught my eye. The only other thing that he says, the only real new information we get is that he's fucking high. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what's interesting. The radio edit version says I was flying high. Hmm. Can't say fuck on the radio. It turns out so much. Um, so they changed it to flying high, which comes off that. What she sees, what she reads on his face is that he's so elated mm -hmm. to see her that he's flying high. Mm, he's like Steve Miller. But I'm, I was fucking high. Has <laughs> time keeps on he slipping. Was fucking high of high and Lois <laughs> held him down. Uh, the the fucking high, I think, kind of gives off two things. One is that he's doing drugs of some kind. Yeah, that's probably. Um, which you know. That's how you get high. Why don't you give yourself But over also to... fucking high kind of, I think, has a negative connotation, maybe. Yeah. Um, or like maybe he's using fuck for emphasis. But it definitely. If he's doing that, it does not work to effect. Yeah. It just makes it worse. I mean, really, there's so many times when a cuss word fits into lyrics. Uh, this little. uh Curse word interlude does not help the song by any means. I'd rather say flying high, to be honest. Blunt told Event Magazine, I'm afraid to, I do use fuck a lot. It's a very adaptable word. In your beautiful, I have the line fucking high, and the record company asked me to remove his swear word. I did try putting in particularly and especially instead. I decided that they really weren't suitable substitutes for my favorite word. Okay. What a smart ass. Yeah, no kidding. What a smarmy cock. <laughs> sorry. Would you like f sorry, Atlantic. I tried using substantially, but it didn't fit. Would you like to use fuck a lot? 
I tried to say very, very, but it didn't work in it. <laughs> so I'm going to say fucking. And that's that. Yeah. I don't think that I'll see her again is the most hope-filled line that I think we've heard in the last couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good for everybody. Um, I'm, I'm glad that's in there. Um, but we shared a moment that will last till the end. I got to yeah, say, again, till the end of what? Well, I mean, is it at the end of the train ride? I, I'd like to think that's where it stops, but he's probably going to draw this shit out for years and years. Well, okay, so let's let's go ahead and just talk about this before we get... Well, shit, how do I want to do this? Do we want to talk about the third verse first, or should we just talk about the music video in this? No, talk about the third verse first. Okay, let's talk about the third verse, and let's tie this all together. So the third verse, of course, we have to have, you know, in true James Blunt fashion. Before the third verse... Um, we have a little interlude. Um, the na-na-na. The na-na-nas, yeah. and we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, and I'm sorry, it's not a third verse. Uh, it's the outro chorus. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful, it's true. There must be an angel with a smile on her face. When she thought up that I should be with you. <laughs> but it's time to face the truth. I will never be with you. Um, There is like a weak little exclamation point that goes on that last line. When we were listening to it, I thought to myself, that is just the saddest, most pathetic thing that I will never be with you. That's that's the end of the lyrics. Song doesn't end there, but it's just such a sad little. I wish there was a I wish there was a, a some sort of punctuation for like the opposite of an exclamation point so that you could put it on the end of that line. Like yeah. to emphasize the the, 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 the pitiful sadness. Just sucks in air. Yeah. How do I want to go about this? So uh, first I want to say, <laughs> when she thought up that I should be with you, that line pisses me off. <laughs> As well, it should piss, it piss anyone off, man. That's a, that's the shittiest construction of, of a line in a verse. Go ahead, Mark. I mean, okay, he starts a song saying, it doesn't matter that you're with another guy because I've got a plan. Then says I'll never be with you. And then by the end of the song, he goes, I just need to face the facts. How much time has fucking taken place that he has gone from it's going to be fine. I've got a plan to I just need to deal with it. And to say that an ain't like an I mean, you know, that an angel came up, thought up that I should be with you. Sounds like this guy has got some fucking serious mental health issues. Yes. Um, so now let's talk about the music video real quick. I know that we're doing this. I can of, tell you. I can give you time. It we're all out of minute. We're 10. all out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this song is supposed to just take place in real time or what. So the music video. Seth comes in. <laughs> takes takes off his Panama hat. <laughs> places it gingerly at the foot of my bed. He gets down on one knee, places his hat on my bed. <laughs> I didn't down. put it on the bed. No nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Factoid alert. Yeah. Um, we sit down and watch the video. It's snowing. James Blunt, you see the back of his head. 
And he turns around. He's wearing a hoodie. His hooded head, yeah. Yeah, he looks kind of like a Sith Lord. And he walks towards the camera. Darth Blunt. Says <laughs> says his, uh, you know, his my life is brilliant the second time. And starts singing and takes off his hoodie. And Seth goes, oh, no, he's taking off his clothes. <laughs> and I go, well, just fucking hold on to your hold on to your butts, buddy. And, of course, he continues to disrobe until he is without shirt. Um, and then a bucket. he sits down, takes off the director's shoes and starts pulling stuff out of his pockets. And he's on this like white. It's kind of hard to tell what it is. It's like it kind of looks like a big it, it kind of looks like a big table. It it makes the ocean background look like he's sitting on a green screen. Mm. It it kind of it's just a white you know and it it almost it almost made me think. But eventually he winds up uh, jumping off of this platform into the water, and I thought, well, they have some sort of effect going because I thought it was a green screen. Turns out that it's not. It is some sort of I guess platform. But before that, he takes everything out of his pockets and he lines them up in front of him evenly spaced on both sides of the shoes like he's gathering up all of the the, the the five elements to like battle that shit in the, the nothing you know they're like all stacked there and like like there's some sort of uh trophies or or they there's some sort of deeper meaning to each object mark i i don't think it's a stretch to say that i don't think there is i think it's just something that maybe he decided to do while he's sitting there being be- proclaiming the beautiful look of this woman of chasse chasse yeah a lot of people so the reason that i waited until the third verse when he says i i've finally got a face that i'll never be with you a lot of people have compared the ending of this music video where he jumps into the water 164 feet up it's a long way down it is and and seth was like he mentioned he's like this is a green screen i was like this is real life this guy made 164 jump twice. He uh, worked with a train uh, trained with a dri- diving instructor. Uh, he did it twice and then cut his foot and couldn't do it a third time. So mm. they used one of the two times that he did. I think it would have been good once. Um, yeah, I think really? we would have been fine. But, yeah. you know, James, you know how he can be. Mr. Perfectionist. But a lot of people have compared this to committing suicide. And as a matter of fact, there is something... Uh, very similar that is done. Um, this is a Japanese tradition of removing one's shoes and contents of clothing prior to jumping from a great height as being a Japanese tradition. Oh, now, the director says it isn't. Um, the idea of the video is built around the last line where he says, I'll never be with you, and that idea of completely forgetting about something, of getting rid of that emotion and moving on, and I think that the video is a sort of visual manifestation of that emotion. So what he does is he takes all the shit out of his pockets, places them all neatly side by side. There's a matchbook. There's like a little, it looks like a little booklet, maybe with addresses and phone numbers or maybe to jot down ideas. Um, there's, uh, what else is there, Seth? Do you remember? I don't remember. It may, Like you said, a matchbook. Uh, looks like maybe a sock. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think these some weird, are... looks like maybe a, like a boondoggle bracelet, like a best friend bracelet. Yeah. So some other weird shit. Somebody's false teeth. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> a ball of yarn. <laughs> um, and then there's also seagulls 
circling overhead that, oh, yeah, we that looked like about the buzzards. Seagulls. There's a lot of like he looks up and the camera pans up and then pans down and he's far away. It's very, very weird. I was recorded on a warm day. Um, the, it was meant to look cold, but it was actually a warm day. The wonders of technolo- technology. 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 Th- 23rd March 2005 in Mallorca, Spain. Hmm. Totally did not need to go to Spain to do this. I don't think so. Why not? That looked like some very British cold water. It did. Yeah. It did. They did They did do a good job. Mm. But, I mean, you know, this is fucking creepy as hell. It it really is. And he said so. He's yes. come out and just said, you know, it's it's kind of a uh, kind of a, a scary song. I mean, he has actual. Uh, yeah, there's there's, there, a quote there's from people him. that try to pull out this uh, associated anguish with the video. Um, uh, the singer has come out and said, you know, he, he there was an anguish to the video. But all in all, when we're talking about this song, um, he has stated that it is what he's singing about is is the same thing as as uh, harassing this woman. It's not the song that people think it is, he said in Time magazine. It's about this guy who's high as a kite stalking someone else's girlfriend and should be locked up and put in prison. That's kind of what I said. But people think, ah, he's a sweet romantic. If you think that's what romance is, then I think you're pretty weird. Give it up for James Blunt, ladies and gentlemen. We've got got another sting on our hands. (laughs) We do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he... uh, And, you know, he even said in one of the things, it says... um, you know, he says something along the lines of, it's about a guy, me, <laughs> in parentheses. <laughs> so he's not leaving anything to the imagination. Matt Hoffman, this song is him talking about him. Uh, in a February edition of Radio Times, he responded to a question about the girl he sings about. The girl in question is my ex-girlfriend, and she's with her new man. I've always said that I haven't seen her since. And then the press tried to find her. I'm not bothered enough to start acknowledging or denying whether they found her, which again, if it is this just Dixie Chasse girl or woman, rather, um, I'm pretty sure they probably found her. If this was his attempt to leave his mark on her for the rest of his life, it fucking succeeded in spades. Yeah, it really did. So that right there raises the meter a little bit, you know, Um, we kind of skipped over, I guess, some of the words. So I guess we can kind of play a little bit of cleanup here. What are you talking about? Uh, well, we didn't really talk about the third verse at all in the second verse. There's a third verse. Are you just talking about... Or, I'm sorry. I keep calling it the third the verse, outro, but it's an yeah. outro. Yeah. Uh, the second verse, I don't think that I'll see her again, but we shared a moment that will last till the end, which is another... Which kind of leans again to the suicide thing. It's like, <laughs> if, if he's making the end now, yeah, then... <clears throat> but, uh, again, he's kind of deflecting... Like, we're what's the word I'm looking for? He's, he's projecting how he feels about this to what she thinks. And maybe it just helps him sleep at night to be like, she's going to remember this forever. I know she felt the same way. And meanwhile, she's thinking about fig Newtons. She's like, you know, wondering what's for dinner and, you know, probably giving her getting railed by her new boyfriend, new man. And she's like, whatever, James Blunt. Yeah. I saw you looking high as hell. It's the same reason I broke up with you. You're uh, couldn't stop smoking, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I will also point out that the cover of this album, there's a giant ceramic pill on the cover of it what? that he got from Carrie Fisher's house. No, that originally said Prozac on it. But he uh, how I never would have guessed that in a million years that we would even put Carrie Fisher and James Blunt in the same sentence or the same episode for that matter. I'm afraid to be the person who. 
who has done this. I'm That's sorry. Sad. It's a ceramic pill about a foot long that I found in Carrie Fisher's house <laughs> where I lived when I recorded both albums. It said Prozac on it, but I changed it, obviously, to say 20 milligrams of James Blunt. I just thought it looked cool. So when we talk about him being high, I don't know oh, if we're Mark, necessarily talking about smoking that loud. His Seth. life is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he really thinks it is. Yeah. Yeah. His blunt is pure. Um, so there is a lot of, so I will say for as much shit as we're giving James Blunt, he also seems to kind of be sick of this fucking song. Yes. Talked a lot about pushing it down people's throats. There was a, uh, there was a quote in 2008. Someone asked him if he was bored with it. If I had the radio on all the time and they kept playing that song, then yes, I'd probably turn it off. But do I still like the song? Absolutely. It's a really personal song about a moment, which meant a great deal to me. And I'm pretty sure plenty of guys have seen their ex-girlfriend with a new man at some stage. It bites into you, and I captured that in a really honest song. I love that song for capturing that moment. I'm saddened by what it reminds me of, and I appreciate what it did, which is advertise an album I'd made. <laughs> okay, uh, I mean, it, he made sales off of it, but if it if it does, if it is supposed to be an expression of you know, seeing a past love moving on with the rest of their life, it's kind of a shitty expression of it. I think so, too. Yeah, with, uh, you know, oh, but I've got a plan. You know, he totally makes it sound like, you know, I'm going to get her back, and then by the end of it, oh, poor me, I don't have her, and I'll never see her again. But we'll have this moment till the end, which you don't even know from her whether or not that's the case. Now, I will mention that first quote that I read came out in 2008. The song came out in 2005. Since that time, and he said that in 2008, since that time, this song has been sufficiently jammed down our throats. And in 2014, he was quoted as saying, there was one song that was force-fed down people's throats, <laughs> You're Beautiful, and it became annoying. And then people start to associate the artist with the same word. Then people started beating me up. Blunt <laughs> added, I think at the end of the day, I was marketed by a record company to appeal to women during desperate housewives commercials, and you lose 50% of the population in doing so. The marketing also painted me out as an insanely serious person, and as an earnest person, and as all my friends know, I'm anything but. I have a couple of over-emotional and miserable songs that I'm known for, but I think it's turned that corner now. People can see I don't take myself that seriously. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he painted himself out to be a serious person. Yeah. He did. I mean, that's what that song sounds like. you got to live up to that. He's been so clear about what the, the effect of the song and what it's done. However, you got to own up to it. You painted yourself out that way. Just do that, and then we're good. Then we're good after that. We can move on, James. Yeah. Uh, Your Beautiful was ranked number seven in a poll conducted by Rolling Stone magazine to identify the 10 most annoying songs. <laughs> Conversely, VH1 ranked at number 95 on its list of 100 greatest songs of the 2000s. In 2014, Blunt stated it had become so ubiquitous that it was, as I mentioned before, force fed down people's throats. It has been named as one of the worst songs ever recorded, no. despite its positive critical reviews. I will say that is an interesting thing about this song. Um, you know, you've got the popular and you've got the critical reception. Yeah. Um, and it has received a lot of positivity from both the critical sector and from the public sector. It has. I mean, the song is very, very famous. We can't deny it. Yes. But there, the the people that hate the song including maybe James himself, 
are definitely vocal and definitely pissed off about it. I think um, it's a little bit overdone, personally. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't like the song. I think it's not a very good song. It, it is annoying. It is supposed to be an earworm that gets on your nerves. But those same people haven't had to listen to hour upon hour of kid rock like the rest of us have. There's definitely worse things in the face of the planet. A lot for worse. Sure. We've done some terrible songs. Yeah, Big this and song, Rich. Oh, yeah, God. This song is, it, is not the worst thing ever. It this ain't good. Not good. Please no. do not misunderstand me. Please please know where I'm coming from. I'm not saying this song is good by any stretch. Um, a Triangle. <laughs> a Triangle. Takes this song sides. was done uh, on Sesame Street by James Blunt in the form of, instead of you're beautiful, a triangle. A okay. triangle. A triangle obtuse. I don't know if he said obtuse, but that's my, uh, that's my that's what you have spin to on it. Okay. If I if someone asked me to, to come up with something. Um, so so it's know, like a triangle. That's it. OK, there we go. Uh, that, again, I'm just gonna it, guessing. He also performed this at the um, original ceremony um, when uh, civil unions became or civil partnerships became legal in the UK. And he sang this for Elton John and David Furnish on December 21st, 2005. Um, they got married again exactly nine years later once gay marriage was legalized in England. So again, James Blunt is singing this fucking weird song about getting high as balls, getting as high as pterodactyl tits and seeing your ex-girlfriend freaking out and jumping off a fucking bridge or something. And Elton John and his husband are like, woohoo, this rules. Just play along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about the song anymore. How I don't either. How would you I don't either. It? I don't want to talk about it. It sucks. Um, is it creepy? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking a. It's creepy. Uh, I. You know, it's so creepy. I. I mean, other than just saying the word creep, I didn't even have to bring up the creep factor. We knew it was gonna. It so, was gonna be on there. Yeah, but the the problem is, is that had we done this song a year ago, I think that it would probably make the top of the charts. We've gone through some shit lately. <laughs> we've seen some shit. Yeah, we've. It's hard to trigger you, us these days. Me and you days. have gone through our own personal lyrical Vietnam. <laughs> PTSD uh-huh. through this. So, I mean, what is it? In, in, I mean, things are relative. I got. It's going to be. It's going to clock in a little bit lower. Just because. Mainly because he left this girl alone. Now, in real life, it, it brought up so much more to Miss Chassay. Yeah. I but, mean, yeah. But for that reason alone, I'm just giving it, I'm just going to give it, I'm going to give it a very flat, a flat six and a half. All right. Yeah. Six, five. A six and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's, as I mentioned, it's weird. It jumps around a lot. It's like an episode of fucking heroes. It's just kind of like all over the place. It's like an episode of Lost. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am yeah, lost. Yeah. As is James, apparently. He, he's, it's creepy as hell. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how much of this he thinks he believes or it's definitely some weird shit where he's projecting, as I mentioned earlier, his thoughts. I'm going to give it a five, two, uh, because as you mentioned, I mean, he never, he doesn't like chase after her or anything. Yeah. Uh, and he said, it's not about killing himself. So I guess I have to take his word for it to an extent. See, to the, to me that. The whole, I think the video and the whole, when you throw in that, that, that whole, you know, jumping off of stuff and it's supposed to simulate, that, that's going to bring it up for me. I don't like that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why, otherwise it probably would have been a little bit lower, but you know, like I said, leaves the girl alone. I, I think, I think you give it a fair number. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it it definitely could have been a lot worse. Yeah. That's I think at the end of the day, that's why I left plenty of room above it, that just wiggle. in case. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, uh, we're going to do another fucking weird one, yeah. and, and another one that's going to be fun. A song that I unfortunately like um, to an extent. Uh, we're going to do Inside Out by Eve Six. Just picture me with my family in a hotel room in Inver- Inverness, Florida. And this song comes on. Jennifer mentions to me, have you heard these lyrics? Mm-hmm. Then I look on the list and it's there. That oh, was yeah. just last week. There you go. Yeah, so it's kind of, it, it, it's time. It's time. Yeah. So go ahead and listen to Inside Out by Eve Six. Uh, singer made famous on Twitter um, right around the time of uh, COVID, I believe, and all that. Um, maybe a little bit after uh, tweeting at anybody who would fucking listen to him kind of went off the rails a little bit but it was a lot of fun uh so go ahead and listen to that seth a pleasure seeing you again it's good seeing you too mark episode 129 jesus can you believe it yeah no it's great man yeah we got to figure out something for episode 150 or or something we got to figure something out we'll Maybe do something episode 200 yeah we'll do something special we'll like we'll, we'll have that episode we'll eat wings while we're doing that episode. oh my god okay yeah, say no more thank you dear listener for listening in again to another episode on another Monday. We appreciate you. Please, won't you go and tell a couple of friends about our fine, humble podcast and what we're doing here and spread the word like Johnny Appleseed. At one point, number six in Nigeria in music commentary. Yeah, and I actually saw that we were somewhere on the U.S. charts. What? For, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, I can't remember where, but somewhere. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's simultaneous like Schrodinger's caring. I care and I don't care. We're going to keep doing the best we can. Well, it's amusing. It is amusing. Yeah. It is, especially when it's in Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, but come back, please, won't you, next Monday as we peel apart Inside Out by Eve Six on yet another episode of Lyrics to Go. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>